with a bad man ting, bad man ting, do your bad man ting, with your bad man sing. Hello and, wel- <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cultural Appropriation Show. <laughs> I thought I'd sing at the start. Anyway, welcome to Brian and James Fuck Each Other. It's a new podcast that we've started. My name is Brian O'Toole and I'm joined with James Cadden. Hello. Nice to be here. It is. Um, yeah, it's a new podcast. We start a podcast, so they'll respect us. Yes, finally, the industry will yeah. take Maybe notice. now you'll accept my friend request, you dick. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> we went to school together, and you won't look me in the face. <laughs> You'll fuck me, but you won't look at me. Anyway, ah. um, it's nice to be here. James? Yes? We'll start off. Uh, who are you? Well, my name is James Cadden. I'm from Monaghan. I'm a stand-up comedian, or at least aspiring. Uh, yeah. Open micer is the Open micer. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> We're going to just take our decks out straight away. Yeah. Open micer. Yes, yeah. I am. I'm a pleb. I'm a nothing. I, I acknowledge that. It's good to admit it. <laughs> well, it's good you got that off your chest. Well, oh, but uh, yeah, after you forced me yeah. to say it. Anyway, um... The way it's going to work is... I'll tell you a bit about myself, then. Go for it. Uh, my name's Brian. I am a comedian, I think, a stand-up comedian. Uh, I don't get paid for anything, but, you know, I, I, in my delusions, I am. <laughs> uh, I'm from Carlo, and we're recording this in James's house, actually, in Black Rock, isn't That's it? That's right. It's in my... Well, it's... Uh, the address is Black Rock, but it's pretty... It's more Stalorgan. Tell them where you live. Tell Stalorgan. One, two, three, Stalorgan oh. Road, Stalorgan. We'll have Stalorgan. <laughs> we'll have a big listener party, but it'll just be us. <laughs> we're in my bedroom right now. How do you like it, Brian? I like it, yeah. Yeah. It's about as clean as I could get it, so... You clean it for me. You make Just, your bed as well? I know, yeah. In case yeah. anything happens. In case anything... Yeah. Well, it is called Brian and James Fuck Each Other, mm. so... I think we should start off with, what have you done today? I have done nothing today, Brian. I was in bed till about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I think I may be clinically depressed, but... <laughs> But, you know, in the fun way, not like in a Debbie Diner kind of way. No, I just, I'm unemployed right now, and uh, so I, I do, I sleep a lot of the time. That's a bit depressing. How's the job hunt going? Uh, yeah, it's going all right. I've been emailing different production companies. I've got a few e- emails back, and so hopefully they've talked about bringing me in for a meeting and stuff. So we'll see. It's, uh, it's a lot of balls up in the air right now, so hopefully there'll be some yeah. dangled into my mouth soon, and I can start my work in the industry this is hollywood that's right little hollywood uh i was actually at mass today oh really yeah congregation yeah like you go to mass ever i don't i mean i used to when i was younger and uh, i used to be an altar boy and all that crack but i was i never i was never devout it never did anything for me are you are you never, not, it's weird i'm never an altar boy but i do go to mass every every week yeah. is it your choice to go do you uh, i live with my parents so like so they, they they don't force me, but they go... It's like more a communal... I live in a village, by the way, in Carlo. A Ballon, if you're wondering. And, uh, <laughs> no one's wondering. <laughs> and it's more like everyone just goes... They'd be talking about you if you didn't, you know? I'm starting to look forward to going now, because our priest... I'll say Father Whelan. He's not listening to this. No, I don't he's, think he'll hear it. Father um, Whelan from Carlo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not from Carlo, but... Uh, I don't know where he's from, actually. Heaven. <laughs> Heaven. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's starting to get a bit mad in the head now. Oh, I think, really? I think the Alzheimer's sitting in a bit, like... <laughs> so he's going a bit, like... It's gone a bit weird. He's gotten very passive aggressive with the congregation now. Where, for instance, like last week, he was doing this kind of sermon story thing, and he was like talking about how he didn't pick the parish. He, <laughs> I didn't pick it. Uh, I don't want to be here. The bishop basically was saying that like, the bishop told me to go ballon, and I said, "Well, you know, you don't pick where you go, but you that's where God sends you." And I don't care if 
you all like me, you all hate me. <laughs> you basically in fuck the haters in like wow. a way, yeah. A lot of references to the referendum as well. Marriage referendum or the abortion oh, one. Oh, the yeah, abortion yeah. referendum. Oh, he didn't like the marriage one either. Oh, I didn't. I know. I didn't think he would. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of hoping. I think he's hoping that the Pope's visit. Are you going to see the Pope? Um, I don't have any plans, but who knows? I mean, I'm in Dublin, so maybe I'll go mm. check it out. Take a bit of angel dust and go see him, <laughs> as appropriate. But yeah, I think he's hoping that the Pope's visit will like change our minds on the referendum and like uh, all the feminists will um, say, like, "Oh, the Pope's so nice. Let's let's <laughs> let's not repeal the eight after all. <laughs> let's repeal yeah. the repeal." And you know what? Let's bring back the Magdalene laundries as well. Fuck it. Let's do it. The Pope's so nice. He's got Nian Carter and Daniel O'Donnell there. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. When would it pay? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I assume it would. Where is yeah. it happening? Phoenix Park. Phoenix Park. You could put it on your Edinburgh poster. <laughs> you think Daniel Donald's going to do Edinburgh? If he's good enough. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Maybe Free Fringe. Well, yeah, there's a... What is the... Uh, say nope to the Pope. That's like a big... Uh, they're protesting. They're going to protest. Yeah. Comes and stuff. I don't think they'll do much. Like it's kind of like that protest for Trump. It won't actually affect it, but it's it's. I think it's good to show. Like it's down the record now. A lot of people protest against. Yeah, it. that's true. Like, like you know the Iraq War that still happened, but like people protest against it. <laughs> yeah, but how many people genuinely protest, or how many people are there just looking to get laid? You know what I mean? Ooh. I'm against imperialism and globalization, baby. What about you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think we shouldn't bomb shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's good to have that now. I think it's one of the biggest protests in London. Yeah, the, the Iraq was, War one. Surely Trump. Oh, maybe Iraq War beat it, but the one for Trump there recently. Mm, I they had the big floating mm, baby. Yeah, the balloon. It didn't really yeah. look too much like him. No, not at all, really. And I don't think Trump is going to look at that and think, oh, I, I've been wrong <laughs> the whole time. I shouldn't have grabbed it. But anyway, Father Whelan, I was saying, like, so that was last week he was being real passive aggressive. And this week he proper, he started off some sermon. He was like, is this the right one, is it? And no, no one talked to him. <laughs> and then he was like, um, is this the, the the 14th Sunday? I can't remember exactly. He was like, is this the 14th Sunday, is it? And like, no one said anything. He's like, is it? <laughs> and then like people kind of went like, yeah, a yeah. bit, all right. And they started the sermon, but everyone's kind of like, like kind of laughing at themselves a bit. Yeah, and they're yeah. like more like like a substitute teacher to show them. Uh. <laughs> and then he, he kept like going in and out of like loudness. So he'd be like, anyway, and then Jesus said to the apostles in the gospel like that. It's like weird tone changes. That's an old trick, just to like get your attention and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of dips the voice up and down, up and down. I'm kind of wondering how long until. He just, you know... He just ha- po- does like a Michael Richards and just starts <laughs> screaming the N-word at people? No, he's already done that. Oh. <laughs> We're used to that. Every Christmas. Prayers of the faithful. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering how long it took. We, we used to have a priest before filling in for him called Father Howard. And again, I'll say a real name because they don't care. And he actually had a stroke uh, during Mass. On the altar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I remember it was on a Sunday morning because I used to go to Mass... Uh, Saturday nights. Okay. And then I found out that I started going. I started show. going Sunday mornings then to see it. Okay. And then he had a stroke again, but on the other time. Ah, the, uh, yeah. the Saturday nights. Yeah, you missed it twice. Yeah, I was so annoyed. Like that's unfortunate. And he proper like you know fell to the floor. And he didn't speak in tongues or anything, but like everybody thought he was just getting really into the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's doing all that <laughs> yeah that's pretty that's probably very offensive mm. to people listening who's ever had a stroke i apologize he's not listening who 
uh, either of them. I, I doubt. I right. re I really doubt that either priests who are both in their eighties are listening, are, are following our Facebook content. Is uh, the stroke one? Is he still alive? Well, you can call it life. <laughs> <laughs> God ain't been kind to that priest. Uh, uh, it's the same <laughs> life as a parsnip. Just sort of sits there. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've done the last rites five times. <laughs> um. I hope you don't listen to this. So are you, you go to mass. That's very interesting now. Like you're what, 23? 23, yeah. That's very, that's very, like not a lot of 23 year olds are going to mass. Do Do you believe in God or anything like that? No. No? I'd like to believe. It would be nice. Literally no part of me has any faith at all. No. So why do you go then? Just. Um, You know, I think I was going to say I go to see the people, but everyone I see there are like people from my primary school who are like really successful now. Oh, really? Because they've had God on their side. <laughs> you know, and a few people, like... Yeah, it just makes me... I see people that make me depressed, actually. Oh, well, <laughs> You're happy, aren't you? <laughs> oh, you went to Trinity and now you got a handsome boyfriend. Uh, I don't... I, like, I definitely... I don't go when I'm away and I don't miss it or anything. I used to... Even, like, a few years ago, I would say, like, ah, it's a good kind of mindfulness kind of thing. But now, no, not so much. You just don't get anything from it. Even from a young age. I used to go, like... When you do your communion? Oh, Jesus. Like, first class? Is that right? I can't remember. But I remember after the communion then, I stopped taking the host in my mouth. Um, oh, my... Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. Has this become a little bit confessional? No, Could you... My... The host? I said, is that what he made you call him? <laughs> yes, get ready for I'm, the host. I'm too old for this. <laughs> too old for this shit. I don't like how the host no, tastes. Cause, uh, no, because only some people take it in their hands. Yeah, yeah. And they put it in their mouth. Yeah. So even as a young kid, I just started, I thought I was real badass. Like, just like my, um, you know, other people like this, steel cars, hubcaps and things. Like, sure. I used to do is put the host in my hand and then just slide in my pocket. Ooh. Yeah. But um, I used a special pair of jeans for mass, right? Yeah. And then I just kept loads of hosts in my pocket. <laughs> and then I put my iPhone in there, my iPod, whatever the fuck you call it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Put it in my pocket one time and all the bits of body of Christ got stuck in the charger. So I couldn't charge my iPod, so it's a bit like... So, God came back for revenge. Jesus fucked your iPod. A bit of karma, yeah. Well, there you go. And that's why I go to Mass. Do you believe now? So it's fear-based. That's why you go. Yeah. I do think, though, like a lot of those people who go to Mass, it's more just like... They're not thinking of it like, I'm going to go to hell. It's more like a social, like, I'm going to see the butcher. Yeah, yeah. And I think, kind of go back to what you said, mindfulness. There is sort of a meditative aspect of it, but it's quite... The fact that we all stand up, sit down, and chant in unison, it's quite, it's almost like a cult of sorts, really. Yeah, like, it not, is. not a fun cult. It's just the most successful cult that's ever existed. Yeah, I look at Jim Jones and I get jealous. Because <laughs> they all got lovely Kool-Aid. And Kool-Aid. They, they got to go for a nice sleep. Yeah. It wasn't actually Kool-Aid, I don't think. It was like um some second-hand, you to, to add insult to injury. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't even, pro- it was like cheap. Like, awesome aid. <laughs> you know the way like cornflakes and like, yeah. like flake corn. Yeah. <laughs> Coke Choco Pops. I think it was like a refreshing, cool liquid, like a cool drink. Why would you cheap out on a mass suicide? Of all things, would you not put a bit of money into it? Have you watched much of the footage from that? No, I've never, like, I don't don't spend my time watching mass suicide. I watch so much uh, serial killer stuff and, Uh, like, uh, cult stuff. I love serial killer stuff, like Um, John Wayne Gacy. Have you watched the Wild Wild Country? No, I've heard about that. You should definitely watch that. That's my. That's our pick of the week. Yeah, that's uh, our pick of the week. Yeah, Yeah. well, you already Wild Wild Country, really good. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think Rogan talked about it in his podcast, but uh, we'll take it from here, Joe. Yes, Wild (laughs) Wild Country. Yeah, I actually don't even want to tell anyone about it because. 
part of the fun of it is how wild it gets. Because it starts off kind of like... It's up to the title. Yeah, kind of like, like oh, they're cult in a small town. And, you know, the small town people are like, we don't like those kind of people. He a brown fella. That kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, they're, they're really kind of into sex and all the... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's sinful. Well, I think one guy kind of says, I, I saw that cow. I saw Ashwitz. <laughs> I had never seen anything. I saw a girl and she had her top off and I saw her nipples and I crashed. <laughs> Wait, he saw a pair of tits and he thinks that's worse than Dakar. I think he said it was like, an ice I think he said it was worse than that. I might be remembering, it, but like, yeah, because it was like free love and all that. Okay. Um, well, evil, who knows how he way. feels about? Maybe he's a bit of an anti-Semite. Oh, they actually show some orgies in it. Is that right? There's an orgy clip in it. Yeah. When did this happen? When did this? Well, what's great about it is. As more and more documentaries are done back when everyone was filming things. Yeah. So yeah. there's just loads of footage from the time. Okay. Yeah. So Like the seventies, was it? I think seventies or eighties, but like there's loads of footage because everyone was filming at the time, it was a big story as well. So like every now and again you see like Christopher Hitchens doing the documentary about it. So Is you that see, right? see young Hitchens. Hitchy. The good hitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like some... Peter. Yeah, I recommend Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country, yeah, I'll check it out, man. And it's funny, good. I watched so much of that stuff and people were talking about Love Island recently and I was being real snobby about it, like oh, yeah, you watch all the people, handsome people having sex and relationships and the, the drama you, surrounding you, it all. You fools! But yeah, I was like, I've literally watched four documentaries in the week about fucking uh, John Wayne Gacy. Not even like multiple <laughs> different serial killers, just him. Like, just him. Well, yeah. he's very interesting because he's have that whole killer clown, and he like killed. Yeah. Kid. Did he rape kids as well? Uh, that's libelous. Oh, yeah, I don't want John Wayne Gacy's people to come after me. Uh, good artist. This uh, is slander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good name of John Wayne Gacy <laughs> being dragged to the muck. <laughs> like, you know, Cliff Richard sued the BBC there. Yeah, because there was allegations against him for being a nonce, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, I think they were raiding his house and the BBC reported it and that caused emotional damages. Which uh, They didn't find anything when they no, raided. No, didn't find anything. Was he friends with, like, Jimmy Savile and... Uh, I think he hung out at Elm Grove. You know about Elm Grove, don't you? Elm Grove was that the house where like politicians brought their rent boys and yeah. fucked them. Oh, wasn't all? it like like even like some like different rival political parties could? Oh yeah, get it was. Together. It was like you know a safe space for politicians who like to molest underage boys. Yeah, it's nice that they could put their political differences aside in the name of love. That's good. If only the Republicans and Democrats could do the same. <laughs> Maybe we get this damn gun control passed. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> Finally. It's about time someone said it. Yeah, but what were we talking about? Uh, Cliff Richards? Yeah, Cliff yeah, Richards. Yeah, so yeah, he said they reported that they were, he was being investigated and you know, he'd caused emotional damage and now he's suing them. Well, I think that's a bit absurd. Like, obviously, if a famous guy is getting investigated, that's a newsworthy thing. It's not libelous. Yeah, and it was, it, was, it was in the heat of the moment because it was really like U-Tree mania. Yeah, like yeah. Beatle mania. Like, everyone was talking about it. <laughs> Do you ever see a clip of Philip Schofield with uh, David Cameron? No. And he's got... This is real. Like, he's got a list. Philip Schofield has himself written a list of of suspected pedophiles, all right? Philip Schofield? Yeah, from Holly and Schofield, all right? And and this morning show, whatever it is. And he just carries it around. (laughs) He has it in an interview with David Cameron. And he literally hands it to David Cameron going, Look, this is a list on the internet I found of suspected pedophiles. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) And David Cameron's trying to be like prime ministerial. We're like, well, uh, Philip, you know, um, there's dangers about this stuff. So he's like, and David Cameron's literally going to put the paper down so no one sees it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Jesus Christ. Well, fair play to Schofield for uh, yeah. 
trying to lift the lid on all the pedos. I think he thought like, you know, in Brass Eye, like the pedo hunter. Yeah. <laughs> they need garnishment. <laughs> yeah. Your first gig. That's it. What was your first gig? Oh, oh God. My first gig was... I know you've told me, but I have zero interest in you, so I didn't... <laughs> I didn't listen. <laughs> That's fair enough. I get that. Yeah. What was your first gig? My first gig was uh, Battle of the Axe, January 2016. A lot of people start there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a um, very interesting night. I was so scared. Mm. And I kept going to the bathroom. I must have pissed like 30 times. I get that a lot. Yeah. Well. Is it like there's nothing really coming out? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like tingling mm. in my dick. <laughs> but so I, I eventually, they call me up. I go on stage and... I, I do my first joke and it gets an all right kind of reception, but I'm very, I'm still very nervous and like, um, so anyway, and shaky and yeah. that kind of is bad. But then the mic starts cutting out, like, and people can't hear it. They like, they can hear me for the setup, but then the mic cuts out at the punchline and it just kept happening. And I eventually just said, fuck this and walked off the stage. So it was quite, it was quite the disaster. Did you get any kind of applause at all? I tell you, uh, yeah, I got a bit of applause and I got a few laughs and I think it I'm not sure, but I, it could be. And if I have this wrong, I apologize. I think it was Ronan Grace who was emceeing it. And he said, uh, it sounded like, sorry about that, James. It sounded like a good set, the bit that I could hear anyway. Yeah. So he kind of, there was a little bit of positive reinforcement there. and then, But then this woman, um, I'll not say her name, but you definitely know who she is. Uh, she's a comedian as well. She started heckling one of the comedians as he was making a joke about gay marriage. And it got very heated yeah. between the comedian on stage and then herself and there was a lot of then a lot of the crowd started getting involved and i'm not messing like it was like a 10 minute free-for-all of just people screaming at each other and eventually uh ronan grace went up and had to take the guy off the stage and just saying look you you know you're done for you know this you went over time anyway and there's no point finishing the set and Mm. even he kind of went to war with her a little bit so yeah it was very i was just sitting there like oh my god thank god because then nobody remembered me yeah. fucking up, do you know what I mean? So, it's good when a, a bigger fuck-up happens, it distracts you. But that was my first ever gig, and I've never seen that level of heckling or pandemonium, and I was like, is this what every show is going to be like? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was very well, interesting, I was good learning experience. My second gig, I had to follow Dave McSavage, he just popped in mm-hmm. for a set, uh, just surprisingly, mm-hmm. it was my second ever time on stage, I had to go on directly after him, and it actually went very well. I just acknowledge the fact, like, here, I'm a fucking nobody, and you just saw McSavage, and the crowd kind of went with me on that. So. You're the underdog now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I kind of played that. So that was a good experience, too. What about you? What was your first gig, or how did I, it go? Uh, I was a bit different. I started up in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. Yeah. You know, a really nice room upstairs. Yeah. But when I started, they were doing comedy downstairs, kind of like beside the toilet. Yes, I know. Yeah, that that mean. area there, like where they normally just have some guy with like a fiddle or something like that. <laughs> it's not really like a good space for comedy. No. So I started off there, and I proper remember. I think I got there like fucking four hours in advance. Like I was properly shaken. Like uh, oh wow. Yeah, not like couldn't handle it at all. I had no material at all. Like no like proper material. I I had like uh, back then I was really into like offensive jokes and like I really wanted to be like you know fuck the man uh, like a uh, really political kind like, of stuff. Kind of like Bill Hicks, anti-authoritarian. Yeah, I thought it was Bill Hicks. Okay. I thought it was the Carlo Bill Hicks. The reincarnation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then I, I got up on stage and yeah, I, I think I started off as on Facebook, anti-Facebook stuff and they got not in... Then I um, did a fingering joke which got some kind of response but I think just because like... Because a uh, kid saying fingering. Yeah, I looked really young at the time, like yeah. really young and yeah. really like nervous and that. So it's me saying like, fingering, like... <laughs> 
got a bit of a response. Kind of like Napoleon Dynamite talking <laughs> about finger. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended with like a really long monologue about how the CIA sold crack to black people back at, like in America. In the and, Contras, right? Yeah, in yeah, the Contras. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Fucking free, free But I didn't have a joke about it. <laughs> I just, I just said it and then like waited for him, like waited for like to like whoa, and they start burning money like. <laughs> You just kickstart the revolution. Everything yeah, I know is yeah. a lie. The emperor has no clothes. Yeah, so we got nothing, and then it's like um, good night, and I walked off, and like the MC had to like do like five minutes, like kind of like getting oh, back because wow, they were so yeah. disgusted by me. <laughs> disgusted. Yeah, by you. but like yeah, but then after that, I think a lot of people start off good their first gig, and then go way down. Yeah, where we started way down. And went lower. Uh, yeah, but eventually <laughs> things will level out. Yeah, yeah. We hope. But yeah, and I get what you're saying. A lot of people kind of do well the first time. Especially though when somebody goes on stage like, okay guys, this is his first ever gig. Crowds will be more like receptive. And like Irish crowds generally are very nice and, you know, warm and welcoming. Maybe. Do I have that wrong? Um, yeah, you're right, actually. I'm just so used to doing like really shit rooms well, outside of Dublin, like out in the country more. Like, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Deliverance. Yeah, it's proper like that, and you're kind of like you have to run from the car in case in case someone like <laughs> with, with their pitchforks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it also like like they're not there to see comedy because I've done a lot of shows where it's literally like just beside a pub. Yeah, and like the football's there as well. <laughs> yeah, just annoying them. I know. Yeah, exactly what you mean. That's what I did that in Edinburgh once. We're literally you're in a smoking room, just some old lads. I'd say definitely the hardest crowd of group of people I found to shows it's just old British guys. Okay. They don't take any shit at all. Yeah. They're just like, Ugh. Well, do you remember last year in Edinburgh on the final night we got up and there was that Scottish guy oh, heckling yeah. the whole time? But and then was... at the end he came up to us, sorry about that, but you know, I was trying to help you with the heckling, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we Didn't were like, he, get the fuck He looked like a sad pedophile, <laughs> really. <laughs> like a pedo, but the, he was just... who doesn't enjoy it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, my, my heart's not in anymore. <laughs> I'm out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just doing it for the money now. Oh. But, um, yeah, I remember that that show in particular. That was our last show in Edinburgh last year. Yeah. And that was a really bad ending my to it. Show. It was your only show. It was <laughs> yeah, Edinburgh really it was, fucked you. It really You did. went over there all bright eyed and bushy tail. <laughs> I've got to be a star. Yeah, the, I was like, I'll bring you to the show tonight. It'd be great. And I was like, that one old guy. And then, like, remember the little science students as well? Yes. And I think they were, like, laughing at their own, like, science jokes. So they'd, like, say, like, potassium. And they, <laughs> they'd all laugh. I can't think of any science jokes. Like, no. You know those kind of jokes here in, like, in secondary school where it's like, um, uh, why did the matter uh, lose its antimatter? Because sodium or something. That's not the joke. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that's the joke. That's not the joke. I didn't do science. But that's kind of, like, it was that kind of in-joke like that where they'd all laugh and you wouldn't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So it was a very shit gig. Yes, it was. Do you remember at the end, I think it said, I hope you all die? Yeah. yeah. You No, I remember you once saying, you were like, oh, my heart's not in this at all. Yeah. You were like him in the crowd. I normally keep keep it like together. Like, yeah, yeah. That was but, one of the few times I was like, I hope the audience dies. But it was like horrifically bad. Like even, it was an anti-gig, you know what I mean? It just wasn't a gig. Like no atmosphere at all. Nobody wanted to be there. I get depressed to thinking about it. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I'm going back to bed, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> How did you lose your virginity? Lend it there. How did I lose my virginity? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is a little bit of a story to this, actually. Um, so I grew up in Monaghan. Like, it's a real shithole. And I was going out with this girl for a few months. 
We have this uh, place in the woods where we used to go and, like, I don't know, what's the term? Make out? Oh, in uh, America, like, yeah. you got the second base. Yeah, it was like make out point yeah. or whatever. So, in yeah. the woods. Yeah, in the woods. Yeah, oh, behind, behind a mental institution. <laughs> oh, just like a woman, like, facing the other way. <laughs> well, there was no one around, but it was a local drinking spot. So we mm. used to go there and kind of hand jobs and oral stuff. Yeah. All of the building up. So one night we're there, we're getting into it, and she asks, do you have a condom? Which I didn't. Mm. And I was like, right, I'm not going to... Let's go get some condoms. But I had no money. Yeah. So I essentially went to the shop. It was like 10 o'clock at night. It was a little s- sweet shop called the Bonbon. They used to sell cigarettes to kids. But uh, <laughs> it's gone now. Oh, I thought you were doing free advertising. No, no, it's gone now. But yeah, so I went in there and tried to steal some condoms. But it's a tiny shop. It's yeah. smaller than this room. And I'm just there stealing the condoms while he's looking at me. And it's like... <laughs> What are you doing? Nothing. And I gotta uh, go to the woods. He threw me out of the shop, and just then I saw my mother drive past. So I chased her down the street and threw myself on the bonnet of her car. When she came to a red light, and she was like terrified. Oh my God, what's wrong? It's like I need some money, please. Uh, so she, my mother gave me money for condoms so I could lose my virginity. God bless her. But when I got back to the woods, right? This is true. Yeah. I, I don't know, was it nerves or after all the running or whatever? I couldn't get hard. So it took me a while to get That's hard. never happened to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, am I gay? Is that what it is? <laughs> Maybe I'm gay. And I didn't know this whole time. Yeah. But uh, no, I eventually got hard. And as we were having sex, a thunderstorm was happening. So oh, wow. I lost my virginity during a thunderstorm. It that pretty, must have felt good. Like. It was. It was pretty awesome. So yeah, that's, that's the night. I was 16. It was a good night. I felt like God was yeah. watching. <laughs> he was coming on top of us. Like, yeah, get some. Yeah, we're the treason of God. <laughs> we cuckold it, God. Or maybe the angel tears were yeah. lubricating us. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a good little fun story. It yeah. was, yeah. And then I went out with that girl for like five years. And we had lots of sex. But it, uh, and I could to, never get hard. No, no, no. You don't have to brag. I could. Yeah. Well, no, just like in comparison to what my life is now. You know, I go through lots of dry spells, mm. so it's unfortunate, you know. I lost mine now because I was dating a girl at kind of, you know, like, you know, at that kind of age. You know, it's not like we're dating now. It's not, it's not much less formal than America. Yeah, that's you know? true. What, yeah. Well, what age were you? Uh, or do you? 16, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, 16. Yeah, 16, actually. Because, like, and it didn't work out. And we didn't really do it. We didn't do anything at all. Like, we didn't even have the woods to go to. Ah, uh, uh, okay. So it didn't work out, and then it was a bit like, oh. Jesus, what am I gonna do? So I, 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 um, I, I got a big fat prostitute. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. She, what you call it, a BBW? Big beautiful woman. Yeah, that's on the on the yeah. So she was quite large then, you would say. Oh, very large, oh. very very large. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So when I was sixteen, got a prostitute, and my dad actually called me halfway through. <laughs> I think he wanted to check with the crops or something like that. Did you answer? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, my dad's like he's a bit strict. Like you can't. Yeah. Brian, if you're with a prostitute, yeah. answer the phone. <laughs> the crops are more important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, what was? Yeah, that's interesting. Now. Was, and then and she was like, "What age are you?" And I was like, "28." <laughs> <laughs> instead, of, instead of like saying like four. <laughs> it was like me and my friend in the trench coat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So that was like sixteen. Yeah, exactly. It was sixteen. Yeah, it was a weird experience. And um, where did you go? Did she have a place? Oh, she in a hotel, yeah. I can tell you the name. Um, it's near the rowing club. In Carlo. So figure it out. Uh, <laughs> if she's listening to yeah. this, thank you, madam, for 
uh, taking Brian's She was virginity. very nice. She was very nice about it. And, and that gave me a bit of confidence then. And like, uh, okay. Yeah. And then I met regular women. After she was a, not a regular woman. Yeah, but uh, and, and a actually, non-professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't professional, so yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, an uh, interesting story about this. We'll end it on this now. Uh, I heard from a good source now that George Hook cheated his wife a lot. Yeah. With, with a big, large prostitutes. Okay. Yeah. That's, I guess, thing. Um, I see. I, again, we can say this because I doubt... Um, yeah, I don't think George's going to listen. Uh, or... Imagine if George and my priest both listened. And the prostitutes. Yeah, and then, then like... They all came after you. Yeah, well, and then, like, imagine if, like, George and the priest committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I would have shame of it. And, like, in 13 Reasons Why, and they'd blame me. <laughs> this was Sean. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I hope the priest does it on the altar. He crucifies oh, himself. And you know, in my look, it'd be like on the Saturday. <laughs> you miss the whole yeah. thing. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Anyway, uh, should we end it there? Yeah, I think, I think that's we'll a good end place it there. To end and we tied it all up in nice little ribbon. Yes. Um, so we'll end it there. Uh, thank you for listening. This is our first podcast. We will be back next week with more shenanigans and fun. And Weird sexual stuff and allegations about people who won't get sued. That's true. Um, I've been Brian O'Toole. This has been James Cadden. And we have just fucked each other. Thank you for listening. Good night.